everybody and welcome to another episode of Tea Time with Linz. I'm your host Lindsay. Thank you once again Poe the Passenger for the intro and outro music. You guys just did a virtual concert as you know and I believe everybody else can watch it on YouTube at Poe the Passenger and you can get tickets still just to watch the not the live stream ofs and proceeds go to a fun charity. So check that out at Poe the Passenger on YouTube. So, as whoever's listening would have known, there was no episode out on Friday because I was filming my first co-star and it was so fucking fun! I actually had so much fun and even though it's like a long time coming, this is why we do it because when we actually get to do something we love, it's literally just bliss. So everybody out there who is struggling, just keep going because it's just going to happen. So you just have to keep going. Anyway, back to today's guest is Jameson Hayes. Jameson, to me, has had a steady career since he moved to LA 21 years ago. Jameson will disagree with that. However, I don't know. He's just been in basically every TV show known to man. So, he's being modest. Not only is Jameson an actor, he is also an acting coach at LA On Camera Training Centre, which he founded in 2007 and he co-runs and teaches with his wife Jackie Keery. The class, I've done many many classes in LA, I've done scene study, done improv, done fuck it, whatever class there is here I've basically done it and I have to say that this audition technique class has been one of the most valuable classes I have ever taken and I'm not just saying that because Jameson's our guest, literally fucking spot on teaching. They do 12-week classes and then they do ongoing classes and right now they are via Zoom so you can actually, even if you're in London or wherever you are in the world, you can do them because they're all online and I've been doing them online since last May, March, May, whenever we went in lockdown. They've been valuable. So there we go, let's get on with the show. Jameson Hayes, everybody. Alright, so welcome to the show. We'll have some tea. Jameson! Yeah, it's Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> so. It is Cinco de Mayo. It's uh, 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 Revenge of the Fifth, <laughs> as you know. Mm-hmm. Because as Cinco de Mayo, yesterday is May the 4th. Yep. So I didn't do anything Do anything for Star Wars for, no. for May the 4th? No. No? Are you, are you, you're not a Star Wars fan? I do like Star Wars. I just, I posted a picture last year I usually, at Disney, but... We yeah. Been to yeah. Year, so. uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to repost uh, the same picture. <laughs> uh, I, I, right. I got distracted. Normally, I change through all my Star Wars t-shirts over the course of the day and take a picture of myself in each one. <laughs> of, course, of course you do. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> you probably got them lined I up. I got distracted today. And I didn't... <laughs> exactly. They're actually all mounted to the wall in their own <laughs> custom frames. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> and I and I I I started watching uh, uh, I started watching Clone Wars last night because I was like I kind of I kind of have to but uh, I was I was exhausted I fell asleep at like an hour in so okay. and when woke up to my son who has never seen anything oh. he's not he he know Star Wars is so ubiquitous like how do kids not know it but he so he knows character names. But he has never seen anything yet. I don't know if I'm, I don't know when I'm going to show him. Hmm. Well, 
He's only he's what five? Seven. 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 He's he's at that point where he's kind of ready. Yeah. Do you know I what I'm saying? Like it was seven or eight that I started watching the original ones. Because obviously the um, yeah made yet old. <laughs> seven or eight. I was gonna say seven or eight. I'm trying to remember for sure. I think I was. I had already seen Empire by that point in time. Yeah, I think they're appropriate for sure for that age. Yeah. Yeah. He um. There's still sections of the 1977 Winnie the Pooh that he runs away for though, so he can't. He doesn't want to watch because it's too scary. So, <laughs> and that tells you something. <laughs> He's a very sensitive child. And that's okay. <laughs> that's uh, okay. That's okay. All right, so we're gonna go way back to the beginning, and I'm pretty sure I've heard these okay. before. But when was it that you decided that you were like, I need to be an actor or be in the creative arts? Oh, uh, that would have been for me. That would have been around 16, 17 years old. Okay. Um, I was a fantastically shy and awkward child. You were through. Oh yes, very <laughs> much so. Yes, bowl cut like didn't want to make waves like really 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 was not comfortable uh just being myself um but i always loved the arts and i just hadn't really put it together like i still i love to sing i love to dance i have always done so okay. and and so i'm 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 living that like kind of like almost like a closeted artistic life basically okay. you know and then um i'm in i'm in high school sophomore year of high school grade 10 if you will and i'm in my choir class and uh the guy next to me uh they say they're going to um they're going to have auditions for the for the school play mm -hmm. so i say okay great and he says i'll audition if you audition oh i used to do that and he's a buddy of mine so i'm like yeah sure i was like sure what the hell why not so I auditioned. Uh, I'm trying. I don't think he got in, <laughs> but but I did, and I got. It was Our Town, which is very classic, like high school play. I had one line. To this day, it's the only role that I know all the dialogue to still. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, it's Ama by ten o'clock. I've got to know all about Canada, and it changed everything. I suddenly discovered people who were a little weird and a little off and that was interesting and they were funny and they thought i was funny and at the end people clapped for you and like there was all of this that just like i i made it was so strange i went from like i kind of sort of have friends to like i have a group i have a mm -hmm. pack i have found my place and like i said that was 16 from 16 until i graduated high school i think i did like 15 plays in those oh, two wow. years what yeah i just went on a tear everything i could get my hand any play that was going on anywhere remotely near me i was auditioning and i was rehearsing and i was performing all the time yeah that's really how it started i like it's to say like you know bitten by the bug is such like a cliche but it very much was that experience oh, of like yeah. just living my life and then suddenly everything has changed and that's a real thing as well obviously because you've just oh yeah for sure yeah for sure for sure for sure and it's not for everybody some people you know just kind of like dabble or whatever and and you know and some people you know we didn't have anybody like this at my school but some you know some people will be like i'll do a play and then i'm also you know captain my soccer team or whatever you know what i mean and they kind of like do a little bit of both and that's fine and 
I need like it it changed literally who I who I am as a person. So when you know so you're 16 you go off to college when was it that you'd well, yes. like I'm going to move to LA. So that I graduated college I got a theater degree. Uh-huh. Um I started pre-law but uh a, a year in I was like no I'm this is not actually for me. I was still doing theater so I was like why I don't know understand why I'm pretending like I want to do something else. After college, I moved back to Minneapolis because I'm that's I'm around that area, so I was mm-hmm. able to see my family. And it, that would have been I graduated college '97, and I moved out here January of 2000. Um, and I made that decision to come out here uh, around about uh, a year before '99. Um, but my hand was kind of sorry, my hand was kind of forced. Sorry, I'm a get a little wonky my hand was kind of forced i met a casting director who said i have connections in la i've got an agent i've got a manager uh we she was like we send people to la every year like a pack of like 10 kids who we think could do something and and she's like and we'd like to send you and and these other people and so i was like great uh i guess i hadn't the decision to move to la i hadn't really made yet because i was like i don't know if i want to go to new york or if I want to go to LA back then, that was really the only places you could go. Yeah. You know, by the time I moved out of Minneapolis, there was nothing left for me to do. Minneapolis itself is only 800,000 people. Do you know what I mean? So it's not a, it's not a big city really. Yeah. And so I was, but I was very, 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 very fortunate. Yeah. So like I said, I was, I was, I was there and, uh, and I'm auditioned for this woman. She was a casting director and she, and like I said, she said, she would send people here to a friend of hers to LA. Uh, and she's like, and, and you'd be set up. She, this woman would be your manager. This manager has a connection to an agent and a connection to a commercial agent. And so I was incredibly, incredibly lucky. Uh, I came out here and had a team already. Nobody had met me yet. You know, I, I still like had to sit down and like introduce myself and, and it was still a pretty rude awakening when they were like, we don't give a shit about all your work back home. Because that literally was like the conversation. It was like, great, thanks for all these VHS tapes of stuff we can't use. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Your headshots are garbage. Your reel is garbage. You have nothing on your resume. Oh my god. And I thought I was pretty. I thought I was pretty awesome. Do you know what I mean? Because I was like, I I've been working. Yeah. yeah. And 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 it's one of the first things I tell people when they're when they're planning on coming out to LA or really move to any city, which is more often than not this is not quite so true anymore especially in the united states but like more often than not you're going to move from whatever town you're in and an agent's going to look at your resume and look at your headshots and look at your reel and be like great none of this counts for anything yeah. do you know what i mean and you're gonna have to you start from scratch yeah basically and that is painful because you've done work you had this yeah. experience yourself like you said you've done work mm-hmm and you realize, oh, wait, that was what I thought was a big pond, or at least big-ish. Oh, yeah. It's not at all. Yeah. It doesn't count for anything here. Yeah, when I was 15, 16, I was doing plays like what you were saying. I was doing them all the time. I did a UK tour. Yeah. I'm just like, I was literally <laughs> doing stuff. <laughs> and I was 15, 16. Yeah. Yeah. And it was consistent. Like huh? working, working yeah. hard. Yeah. And then I moved to LA, and it's just like, they don't give a shit. <laughs> What you've done before? No, they don't. It doesn't matter. Or they, or they look at your res, they look at your resume and they're like, uh, "I've never even heard of these plays." Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, you're like, "Are you 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 haven't heard of Taming of the Shrew?" <laughs> or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, and they just literally have no, 
because they're not they're not interested. A lot of a lot of casting directors, agents, managers, whatever, their theater isn't interesting to them. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They're here to do film and television work, mm -hmm. and so it's it becomes meaningless, which can once again is super jarring. Yeah. So how old were you when you actually moved to LA? Because you how long um, have you been here? Have you been here? Is it fifteen years? Yeah. Oh no, longer than that. Okay. Uh, I've I moved here January of two thousand, so it's been twenty one years. <gasps> oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm old. I'm old. You're so not old. I moved. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! <laughs> I just told you I've been here twenty one years. Keep this in mind. I um, when I moved here, I was twenty five, uh -huh. and uh, four months later, I turned twenty six, and. And another fantastic rude awakening was I was told by, I don't remember who it was, maybe my commercial agent. My commercial agent was just a real joy. <laughs> um, I was told that I was over the hill already. <laughs> because I, because I, because I didn't have credits because I didn't have anything. Oh, and, and God. I, I, I forgive forgive me Ryan Reynolds but I feel like we're around the same age Ryan Reynolds and I. Uh-huh. Now I'm not competing with Ryan Reynolds in any way shape or form. But Ryan Reynolds started at like 8. Yeah. Do you know what I mean like Ryan Gosling? I don't know why I'm picking on the Ryans. Ryan Gosling <laughs> was a Disney kid. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like I think they're both like probably a little bit younger than I am, but that was once again a pretty rude awakening of like I'm at some point you're competing against people who have been doing this since they were children. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so I'm coming out here at 25 thinking I've got the tiger by the tail. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to really make things happen. And that can happen. That does happen. But every year that goes by, it becomes more of an uphill climb at the end of the day. Yeah. And I didn't, once again, I didn't realize it. So I wasn't, I just wasn't mentally and emotionally prepared for that well, so, and that yeah. took adjustment so it's interesting because it doesn't mean like, you can't work i feel like i had the opposite experience i came here at 24 and i had a manager okay. tell me that i was too young and like even though he'd seen all the stuff i'd done before he was just like yeah oh. wait until you're like in your late 20s 30s that's when you'll be working and i was just Ooh, like interesting but but that also could very well be that it, it's so it's it's so weird because i would are, i would I would love to tack, chat, chat with that person because I feel like that's that can't possibly be true. But it I also depends so on your type. Yeah. It depends on your type. Like I have friends of mine who consistently work at ages older than they are. And I have friends and clients of mine who consistently work at ages younger than they are. Yeah. It just kind of depends like what your type is. I've had, I've had clients where I'm like, yeah, you're not going to work. You might be 17, but the second you open your mouth, you sound like – your, do you know what I mean? You sound like a professional person with a degree, mm -hmm. <laughs> like like a lawyer. Like a lawyer, you're probably not going to work until you get a five to ten years older. Yeah, I mean, because maybe then things will match up a little bit more. Yeah. Um. But that being said, so you moved here in 2000, but you've yeah. literally been consistently working, or like you've you've got so many credits. <laughs> That's so sweet of you to say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, Jameson, you've got cold case. And yeah, yes, yeah, I've done all right. I've done all right. Two and a half men. I've done all right. It's like it just goes on and on and on. Um, twenty-four, <laughs> no, love. Yeah, twenty-four. 
Like, yeah. So you've been consistently working. I'm going to say consistently working because to me, you've been consistently working, even though to you, yeah. you may not feel that. To me, as an actor, well, is any actor ultimately happy with the amount of work they have? I don't know that any actor is like, great. Now I, now I've reached a point. Like you're constantly trying to get more work. Exactly. Well, that's the point yeah, of being that's an actor. The whole point. Um, when right. was it that you? I'm assuming you and Jackie started LA on camera together. No, actually, I started it, and then, uh, uh, and then about two years in, Jackie Jackie started teaching as well. So what made you, when did you start the school? I started, I started teaching uh, around 2008. And what made you um, decide to start the school? I, I had been, uh, I had been training in film and television for about uh, uh, two years at that point uh, with a, with a different school. And that school went under the, the uh, instructor who I was uh, a student of and then co-teaching with booked a job that took her out of the state and she was moving across the country. And um, what at first was like, hey, you can teach, you know, Jameson, you've been co-teaching with me for a while. And I was like, great. And then I was like, why am I doing all this work? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, while, while you're like often wherever you are, like doing something else and cashing the checks. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that doesn't really seem fair to me. <laughs> so, um, so uh, I had a conversation with this woman and she was like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to have a school anymore. It's just a burden. And I said, well, I actually really enjoy teaching. I actually discovered that I really enjoy teaching. And so, uh, like I said, that started about 2008 and we moved around quite a bit. But it was, you know, until we found us, until we found our space that we were just last at. But it's, I love getting to continue to break down sides. Mm -hmm. I love always having something interesting to work on. So coaching, for instance, uh, you know, the advanced class where it's like every week we work on a new set of sides and we get to explore whatever issues that might be there. It's, you've heard me say it's a puzzle. I love the puzzle of figuring out what's going to work, figuring out what the story is, figuring out how to make these physical things work. And to me, much, much, much more than, than that, and even more as far as I'm concerned than me booking work is when I get to help somebody else mm -hmm. and they book a job. It, you know, uh, the number of times I've had people who have, who have booked a gig, even if it's just a, a small gig i got to help i got to be a part of them experiencing that joy and that feeling of success and validation and that's huge man that's huge for me mm -hmm. when i book a job it's always like oh sweet i'm excited <laughs> and then that's about it for me you know what i mean where i'm like I'm, I'm i'm excited to get to work that'll be cool it's a it's a much 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 greater experience because i there's something in me that needs to be of service. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And it's interesting that you say that because even though, so I've been in your class for a year and a half. I think it's, yeah. I think it's, yeah, a year and a half. And it has been one of the most, I, I mean, I've done scene study class. I've done all these different classes, improv, scene study. Obviously I went to drama school, all that stuff, but I've, it's so interesting. And I feel like a lot of drama schools should actually be doing self-tape technique classes. I mean, maybe they are now because yeah. it's a new thing. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a whole other wax. Yes, seriously. But I just feel like I personally have learned so much in your class. 
and it's just paid off because as we were talking about is I did that <laughs> audition over the weekend and I booked yeah, it in yeah. every like step of the way I was just like oh because I, I did it I think I did it four or five ways first and then I realized it was like the camera was out focus which I mentioned yeah but right then, um, right and then as when I was watching it back I was just like nah Jameson would add this Jameson would do this and so I had like you literally <laughs> were in my head the entire yes, time that's 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 my job as far as yeah. I'm concerned is that is that I I, I want to give you like the travel version yeah you know what I mean like my goal for every class is for that individual student, whoever that might be, that individual client, to not call me anymore. Yeah. And that's. I mean, sounds... I will be calling you. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, it sounds bizarre because, it, and and it, you know, I know other acting teachers. We, I don't want to get into anybody in particular, but like where it's a business and the whole idea of the business is to keep their people there for as long as possible ultimately yeah. because they're continuing to pay and they're and it's the business side of it and and i get that on a business level but that's not my job as far as i'm concerned my job is to have you have the conversation that you did of like you can watch that tape and be like mm, no i know i can add something here because i've done this in the past in jameson's class or i or, or I've, i know that jameson would point this out and to not need me anymore yeah you know, uh, to kick you out of the nest and to have you fly, little birdie. <laughs> like, that's the whole point. Because because uh, that's where t that to me is a, a is a real point of like real self determinative growth. Do you know what I mean you are now able to make this happen on your own? Is huge. Well, just just so you know, once the roles start getting bigger for me, I will be coming. To your studio and that's totally fine that's totally fine far so. be it for me to be like don't call me but <laughs> <laughs> you're like bye buddy but don't go too far <laughs> but right but come back <laughs> but but also you know it's it kind of gets to the point of like what we were talking about before like every audition is a, is a puzzle and i've had people who you know who have who have stepped away and there's this a uh, student of mine she's we've known each other for 10 years probably and she's been in my class and then she steps out and, and she comes back and it's very, very sporadic. She's been Emmy nominated mm -hmm. and she will still come back to class every once in a while or she'll still call me up and be like, I need help with this one because every audition is different, you know, and she'll get something where she's like, I just can't, for whatever reason, I can't crack this nut. I can't see my way into it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so then we get to work and that's totally fine. That's also part of the reason why I exist. Yeah. But there's no point professional athletes still have coaches of course. coaches can still have coaches <laughs> like there's no point where great now you're done really ever ultimately because so, there's always going to be something where you're like i just i just am struggling with this moment when you talk about everybody needs a coach like who coaches you when you're doing stuff because obviously like i know that you're so well versed in this and you have it down but like yeah for me yeah. personally like if i'm watching somebody do a self-tape like when we're watching class i'm so good at being like i would do this i would do that change this blah 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 but when it comes to me i'm just like i think i'm doing everything that i should be doing or could be doing and then i watch it yes. and i'm like oh for fuck's sake do you know what i mean <laughs> and i'm like there's yeah, so yeah, yeah. much more i could be doing 
So isn't that, I mean, that's, isn't that kind of, I feel like that's everyone's lot in life at the end of the day, you're able to look at somebody else's audition take and go like, or audition and be like, Oh no, no, that's so simple. You just X, Y, and Z and PD and Q and you're done. Great. Yeah. See, I knew that. And then you get your own audition and you're so deep in the forest that you're like, <laughs> like you can't, it's literally can't see the forest for the trees. You know what I mean? You're so yeah. deep in it that you're like, I don't know. Should I go left or right or up or down? And that's absolutely true. I think for everybody at a certain point where you get a set aside, you're like, I can't make heads or tails out of this. And that's where, for me, it's really beneficial. You know, Jackie, my wife and I, we teach. She primarily focuses on comedy. I primarily focus on drama. But we're both well-versed in what we're doing here. So I can go to her, and I do with every audition. I still perform in front of her and have this moment of like, so what do you think? Does that work? Does that not work? I have a plan, but invariably she's like, yeah, you've got to do this or you have to take a little bit more time here or you've got to, I don't know what you're doing in that bit right there. And there would be times and because I'm me where I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> but I also have to set my, that ego aside and be like, if she doesn't get it, that's important. Yeah. I'm performing for an audience. Do you know what I mean? And I can't be like, how dare you not understand me audience? Like that's on you. I have to perform for this audience. <laughs> but that, that's and how I so, feel when Grant tries to teach me how to play tennis. Like I can play tennis, <laughs> but I'm I just I just like kicking the ball back and forth. I don't want to play like a yes. game. Like I just want to. You don't want to. No, I don't. I'm I just want to rally. For a Ninety mile an yeah. hour serve. So yes, once exactly. I, once, yeah, once I start getting like <laughs> tips and techniques, I'm like fuck off. So, so the fact that married you life, met married life, Jackie, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it, direct you i'm like okay good for you because it was the one time it was the one time when my wife and i love each other dearly but it was the <laughs> one time when i it was guaranteed we are going to argue i would perform for her and like i said i our my my process is i will read the scene by myself uh -huh. i go off into a room by myself i rehearse everything i work everything out by myself i got i've got everything ready this is my audition and then i come and i present it basically yeah so i will i've done everything by myself i don't want anybody else's input in the rehearsal process like my initial rehearsal process because i have to go with my instincts i have to go with what i want to do what triggers me if i bring you know joe blow into this audition mm -hmm. process they're gonna have a different they're gonna have different instincts because of they came from a different place and have a slightly different worldview and they're younger they're older or they grew up in the city or you know what i mean whatever they're just gonna have they're gonna see it a little bit differently so i've got to honor my instincts and my choices first then i come and i would keep present it to her and she'd be like that doesn't work and it was like how dare you i have a reason why i've made this choice and i really did have to be like and it took time for me to be like i've got to set my ego aside even though i'm a coach even though I have made specific choices and I know why I've made these choices, if somebody says, try it like this, yeah, I've got to give that a go. Yeah. You know, that happens in an audition where they're like, love you, everything's great, but mm -hmm. you know I mean? <laughs> like do this a little bit more this way or do that a little more that way. You might disagree with them, but you keep your mouth shut and you're like, totally got it. Let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> Because who knows? Who knows why they see it slightly differently? They might have inside information. Uh -huh. They, uh, do you know what I mean? They they know who you're playing opposite and you don't. Like there could be a 
numerous numbers or numerous reasons, and you also never know what you're going to discover. Mm-hmm. So just switching gears, because I just for some reason this when you were talking, this just popped into my head. I remember very early on in the twelve week class that I took when I first joined yeah. the game. You yeah. said because you worked on the last ship, and you're in quite a, yes. a lot of those episodes. And you said to us, to the class, yes. like, if you could speak jargon, you're always going to work. You'll always work. You will always work. If you can do jargon well, you will always work. It makes total sense, because there's so many like FBI cop shows, there's the military shows, there's the doctor shows, and they all have that, mm-hmm. their little mm-hmm. bingos. Yes, because, it, it, exactly right, there's always going to be a military show. There's always going to be a medical show. There is always going to be the techie role mm-hmm. where you have to be able to spit jargon and make it sound believable. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's all that it is. And and when it came to Last Ship, that was my entire role was just jargon. That's it. I, I almost never had... I only had a couple of scenes where I actually got to say sentences in clear, understandable English. Mm-hmm. And everything else was one of my favorite lines of all time that I've ever had as an actor is this line. Ready? Light off Mount 5-1, action ready surface. What's the noun? What's the verb? What's the... <laughs> you know, like, I have no idea what any of that means. I'm in the, I'm, my character's in the Navy. I wasn't in the Navy. I don't, even if I was, I might not know what I'm saying. So I had to go to the Navy liaison and be like, what on earth am I saying here? They explained it. And then I was like, got it. We do the, you know, we do the scene. The director calls cut and everybody on set said, what the hell did you just say? (laughs) (laughs) Because, because nobody knew what it meant. Do you know what I mean? But it's like you also, but you also have to make it a sound like you know what you're you know what i mean so the right emphasis the you know the right the right tone things like that but then also you can't stumble you've got to have that fluidity that looseness to be able to spit it out and spit it out easily you and i will talk about series regulars or contract roles or do you know what i mean like uh, uh recurring guest stars or network test or whatever the vast majority of regular folks are not going to know those phrases. And so they might stumble yeah. a little bit over that. And see, um, some of that stuff I still don't know. We can't do that. Like, I mean, like I text you over the weekend. I'm just like, what does this mean? Like the mm-hmm. availability to check. I'm like, does that mean you're in a veil? Like, what does that mean? Because I've never had that before. Yeah. yeah. They're just checking. They're just checking to make sure she's good, right? Like she can actually do this if we hire her to do this. Yeah. <laughs> just making doubly sure. Because then there's all those I, other terms like pin. You've been pinned. You've been. I, I just honestly. And like, well, and in still, and in our business, there's a lot of there's a lot of that, which basically means the same thing. Gotcha. You're pinned. You're on hold. You're on a veil. All, all of those things mean the same thing, basically. And the only reason why those terms exist, ultimately, is because they the the producers, the network, the studio, they are trying to hold off on saying the b word which is booked for mm-hmm. as long as possible gotcha because the second they say you are booked now they have to pay you so they say you're on a veil you're our only choice <laughs> you know what <laughs> i mean like they don't tell you this part you're you're our only choice <laughs> I mean, there's no one else we're looking at we already know the dates with all of that but 
just in case something happens or just in case the studio head watches your take and goes, you know what? I think my cousin would be better for this. (laughs) (laughs) What anything might happen if they say booked, they have to pay you now. So they're trying to, like I said, they're trying to hold off on that until literally everybody has signed off on it. Because there's so many people who have to sign off on it as well. I was going to say, nowadays, especially in television, every suit all the way up from top to bottom, or from bottom to top, I should say, uh, they have to sign on. They have to watch your take and go yes or no. So does that mean all the producers watch my take just for that little bit? Yes. Yes. Brilliant. Every one of those producers watched your take. The uh, the studio uh, casting watched your take. The network casting watched your tape. Every single one of them. The probably the the uh, you know probably not like you know presidents or vice presidents, mm-hmm. but the head of network very well may have like the actual head of the network might have watched your take. Okay. So and then... the only reason why they do that is because they they're just I don't want to I don't want to be mean. They're just trying to validate their jobs, ultimately, like for most of them. But like, and and you, can, I shouldn't say that because they're wonderful human beings and they work hard. But that's they. Everybody wants to make sure that they have a hand in it. Yeah. Because they also they want to feel like they have a hand in it. So, because as we were talking before, I started recording. I booked the coaster. First time it's ever happened. Thank fuck. What happens now? Like what? So when I go to shoot. Because you've done this Great. so many times, and I'm sure yes. I'm not the only one who hasn't been in this position, or this is the first time they've been in this position. Like, or first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what happens next? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sweetheart, you're opening a huge Pandora's box, and you know I can talk. <laughs> um, this is going to be a two-parter. Uh, <laughs> your first two-part podcast. So the first thing that's going to happen is, is, is uh, costume is going to call you. Okay. The costume department's going to call you and be like... Uh, we need your measurements, and chances are we need to schedule a time for you to come in and uh, try on some clothes. Okay. It's, and I would say, especially because in your case, it is um, ow, it's it's a period. It's you know it's 1950. They're gonna want to put on some some outfits. It's not just like slap her in a nice dress and she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They're gonna have some things for you to try on. They're gonna want to make sure it fits. They're gonna want to make sure if they can, if they have to alter it, how much they can have to alter it, things like that. So that would be the very next step. Then, then you will get a date. Usually, casting or usually costume, part of me knows roughly what dates you'll be shooting anyway. So you could ask them, like, "Hey, any ideas on when we're shooting this? I haven't heard yet." But then you'll get your actual hard date. You'll you'll get a day of days, which is the schedule for the shooting day. Uh, you'll get a couple of emails, probably from like uh, uh, second second AD, who's like making sure that everybody's uh, that everybody ha- has their call time and they have the instructions. They know where to go. You'll get the map. Do you know what I mean? Here's the mm-hmm. address. They'll probably send you a map of like how to get there. When you finally get to set, the first thing I do, I grab the first person who's got like a headset on and go. Where do I find this person who contacted me, you know, or point me to the direction of the production office? Mm-hmm. Because I've done this before in my naive, my young naivete where I've just like wandered around set and they don't even know I'm there yet. And I'm just kind of like wandering around being like, hey, I don't know. 
what's going on <laughs> you know what i mean i don't want to i don't want to bother you guys but and they're like where the hell is jameson why isn't he here yet you know yeah. what I mean? like and i might have been there for 20 minutes 30 minutes already gotcha. so you grab somebody right away you just have to let them know hey i'm here then they'll take you to your dressing room they'll be like here's the paperwork to fill out get changed we'll come back they take you to hair and makeup it's all the regular things after that gotcha. okay all the fun stuff yes all that fun stuff and it's it's good and bad in many respects i describe it as you know you're the you're the you just moved to a new school mm -hmm. kind of feeling everybody has inside jokes everybody knows each other already you're the new kid you don't know anybody you don't have any inside jokes so it can be a little disconcerting especially when you're just there for that very one day or yeah. it's your first day because you're for me at least it was always like my social anxiety kicks in mm -hmm. and i'm just like uh, i don't know anybody and i don't want to uh, you know and so once again like just knowing that kind of going in and being able to be like everybody's gonna have their thing do you want me to tell you the things that i think you should bring sure yeah that's absolutely. why i think this is a, a bigger question if i were you uh-huh gonna write the stuff here. i would bring your makeup okay your actual makeup okay because they are going to make you up uh -huh. of course they are but you also know what looks best on you uh -huh. you can always and what i honestly do because especially i'm a guy they don't normally take a lot of time with the guys unless they're the series regulars in which they take a lot of time but they'll just like comb my hair great you're done yeah i will always go back to my trailer take out the comb that i've brought the hair care products that i have and fix my hair I don't change it. I don't like go, oh, they parted my hair. I'm not going to part my hair. But I just like get all the little flyaways that they don't have time for. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I make sure the part is not, you know, whatever, whatever, however they've done my hair. Same thing with makeup. I always bring a little bit to be like, okay, so, you know what I mean? They didn't quite get the, the dark circle that I wanted them to cover or whatever. I will always bring little touch up stuff because sometimes they just, they don't have the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? they're going to come back and they're going to touch you up you're not i want to make it clear you're not changing anything and i'm not saying this for you i'm saying this for anybody who might be listening you're not changing anything you're not changing your makeup you're not changing your hair you're just a little more correction yeah <laughs> i mean like a light polish yeah. like, because it is you on camera ultimately mm -hmm. so i would bring makeup hair care products comb brush whatever you normally use okay i would bring you don't have to do this i always shave the night before mm -hmm. uh, I don't get a strong beard so I shave the night before because my, my my whiskers don't come in but I don't shave that morning because it irritates my skin so much gotcha okay and you have to shave mm -hmm. unless they unless they've asked for you specifically to keep a beard otherwise they'll give you some 69 cent disposable razor and make you shave in the makeup trailer and it sucks Oof. <laughs> yeah it's I not just, fun I could just feel that just like yeah. it's the worst yeah. <laughs> like, so i always bring that i bring a, like a little bit of lotion i bring uh a couple of different of ids i as a matter of fact take a picture of my driver's license on my phone because i am a ditzy actor so i will sometimes go oh my god i forgot my wallet <laughs> do you know what i mean like so, that's why i have a picture of my id so question so my yes. stage name is lucas bartlett yes so how, because my passport and my driver's license, they're all going to say my le uh, my legal name. But my SAG mm -hmm. card, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. how do you get around that? 
I mean, I've emailed my. So that's going to be something. Be like when you when you uh, when you get there in the in the morning and and like second AD or second second AD takes you there and shows you all the paperwork and you're going to figure file uh, uh, fill out all that paperwork before you even start shooting. Mm -hmm. It's all you know. It's W twos. It's all the all the stuff that you would normally get if you had a job if you got a regular job. So you fill all that out and I would put all of that in your actual legal name because that's your actual name. But I would also then mention to production to second second say or second ad whoever brings you there like hey i also have the stage name i don't have to deal with this so i don't i don't want to say like this is exactly what you should do because i i want to be careful that i don't give you wrong information but i would say to them i want to make sure i'm credited properly yeah i've already sent that into them or to yes. my agent because he's already asked me for that so i've yes said, I've, yeah okay bring it up to them just in case as well okay do you know what I mean? Everything is a game of telephone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. everything is a game of telephone. And so it's easier just to be like, just want to double check. You're going to, you know, it's Bartlett. It's, you know, it's uh, double T's. It's <laughs> like, make sure, you know, make sure it's all squared away. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Yeah. I always bring like, what I'm trying to think of like what else I have in my, in my, I have a booked it bag that I carry <gasps> all of this oh, stuff in. That. I carry deodorant, I carry a lint brush, I carry, like like I said, makeup, comb, uh, hair care products. I've got, you know, I usually bring a couple of forms of ID just in case, because uh -huh. like I said, I'm flighty. So I'm trying to think of what else I have in there. I think that's it. That's pretty smart. Well, because it's, I, I've been in situations, I, I always have a fan, a, a small electronic fan. Okay. Like a, one of those handheld, like switch a button and it just, you know what I mean? Like you can get for like three bucks at a, at a mm -hmm. junk shop for a million different reasons. I've learned this lesson. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I've walked out of, I've walked out of hair and makeup and been like, okay, like I still kind of look like garbage. <laughs> Not that they didn't do a good job, but just like my hair, like I, I've got a colic back here that sticks up. They did, they didn't get it pressed down flat enough. Yeah. Like I know my hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who better than you or I? You know, like how you do your makeup and what you're trying to accentuate or what you're trying to cover. Like so you're not changing, but you just, yeah, you're making sure you look good. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. It's gonna it, and I've never once had anybody be like, "Wait a minute, did you change something?" Because I'm not changing anything. I'm actually just helping yeah you know what i mean i just don't want to step on any toes that's why i go back into my trailer close the door i don't want anybody to see me messing messing with anything because i don't want anybody to get teed off or or think like i'm yeah. i'm better than or whatever but it's little things like that like i took i have a photo on my phone of my driver's license because i have literally shown up i am this flighty i have literally shown up to shoot or shown up to an audition and went oh my god i forgot my wallet <laughs> like how am I going to get onto the studio studio lot? I what? Give them a headshot? <laughs> like it's not going to work. <laughs> like so, I've learned because I'm I'm a human being like everybody else. I've learned these like lessons to be like I've got to have this bag. Like other people would have like a go bag, yeah. you know, in case of like emergency. I have a booked it bag. That bag just comes out of the drawer and goes into my you know what I mean, and that's it. Yeah. It goes to my car. That's it. Perfect. Is there any pieces of advice that you would give somebody who's just starting into acting or taking a break and they're getting back in or whatever? 
of someone like me who's still like plugging along and it's just taken 11 years to book a fucking co-star well that is to me a lesson in itself it's the this business is not a meritocracy mm -hmm. the best actor does not always win that's the first thing you have to know there's much more about it than than you're a good actor so hence you will you will work and that will be it i've i've known many actors who are much better than me who don't have a career or have come here and moved back home already yeah so you've got to know it's as 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 a much of a cliche as it is to say it's absolutely true it is a marathon and nobody's going to guarantee you anything yeah all that being said keeping that in mind creating your own work finding people that you can work with Mm -hmm. finding things that feed your soul yes. um making like that's huge to me like finding things that are not acting that are important to you to do mm -hmm. is so huge because if your career is who you are it's it's going to be damaging to your self-esteem and your health yeah. at the end of the day so true um everybody has ups and downs and everybody's going to have moments of like, you know, I haven't booked anything in a minute and it's really starting to get to me. That's totally normal. But you have to be able to go, you have to be able to separate yourself from that job and be like, mm -hmm. that is not a reflection of my self-worth. Yeah, so true. I, you still have value. You are still a wonderful, beautiful, amazing snowflake. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you have to keep that in mind and feed your soul still yeah. in, other, in other ways. <sighs> yep, it's so true. It's so true. It's, and it can be a hard lesson. It can be a lesson that, that needs to be learned over and over and over. I still, many times, will struggle with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because... The first five years of my career, and I'm sorry this is going longer than I intended, but I'll try to make it quick. The first few years of my career here in L.A. were incredibly painful and were full of tears because it really was anytime somebody said, hey, how's it, you know, what's going on? How's it going? I took that to mean when was the last time you booked a job? Oh, you haven't booked a job. You're a failure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I would jump. I would jump all of those steps straight to you're a failure everything sucks. <laughs> I mean, uh, give it up, like yeah. right away. And to the extent at which I remember once flying back home to Minnesota, my dad picking me up from the airport, and mm -hmm. him being like, Hey, how you doing, pal? And I just broke. <sighs> and that was it. That's all it took. Yeah, that's Cause it's, it's... it's hard. It is hard. Yeah. <sighs> well, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. But it's but it's also it's incredibly rewarding. It is. It's what we love to do. Mm -hmm. You bring, you bring joy to other people's lives. You help them exercise their demons. You help them uh, live a more exciting life, even just vicariously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, there's so much to it. Yeah. Hmm. So exciting. And you're gonna get to do that again soon. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. I'm I'm so excited to hear the stories. Oh my god. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, thank you, Jameson, for coming on. I'm just going to pause Absolutely. This. Absolutely. Thank you, Jameson, so much for coming on to the show. That was such a fantastic conversation with you. I feel like there's so much more we need to cover. But alas, time. So we might need to do a part two. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You can follow Jameson on Twitter and Instagram at Jameson Hayes. That will all be in the link in the bio. And you can follow LA on camera, same deal, 
Twitter, Instagram at, you guessed it, LA on camera. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jameson. We, we recorded this before I filmed my co-star. So I did follow all your stuff except for shaving my beard because it wasn't really showing quite yet um, the day before. So I didn't do that. Everything else I did. I had my little set bag and it was really, really fun. It's super cute. Little cute, little cute, little cute, little set bag. Anyway. All right. Until next time. Once again, Poe the Passenger. Thanks for the music.